0: This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You'd also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's radio at gmail.com and anthony it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at super vegan at nerdcaster mike at kersey erica and of course at nerdcast radio thanks for listening everyone enjoy the show welcome to nerd podcast radio your nerd home away from home hey everybody this is your host
1: special mikey along with me is super vegan brian hello nurse hindu anthony what's up buttercup and our one of our favorite returning guests anna meyer the fantasy cartographer has come back hello anna
2: hi there hey anna for our
0: listeners who don't know you because you haven't been here in a while could you do a short intro
2: yeah, I'm Anna Meyer, and I do fantasy maps, and I've done Midgard, Greyhawk, and a whole bunch of other small projects.
1: Wow, that was really concise. It's almost like you had mm-hmm. done this before, like <laughs> <Yeah. something laughs> before.
0: Almost like my cat screwed up our first recording, and we had to yep. do it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> almost. So that cat's dead now, right, Brian? No, the cat is sitting. I, the cat I tree is there. directly next to my desk. Well, <laughs> you exactly. have to bribe the cat to stay away. You know that, right? You guys don't listen to the bonus episodes on Patreon, but the cat is a major character on the bonus
3: episodes. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not patrons of our own of our own, <laughs> our own thing. podcast. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> I really. Guess bad. I, mean, I guess that makes us terrible. Yeah. The, um. What the
0: what the bonus episodes are now are their commentary on the episodes and behind the scenes. So like last time I talked about how um I talked about. How we created the episode, how the episode was a little different, the new outline with notes with like descriptions of things and history and research and um I also talked about like what we were discussing talking about that we didn't talk about. Um I'm not gonna share what we didn't talk about because I shared that on the bonus episode. So if you want that extra bonus stuff, go to patreon.com slash radio, and you can you can hear all the juicy things we talk about that might be a little controversial. That we decide not to talk about on the podcast.
3: Whoa, controversial. Fancy. I like it.
0: So I have a question. As long as the question isn't what was the controversial thing we didn't talk about. No, 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 no. That's (laughs) fine. fine. So we
3: couldn't. I was expecting
0: that. (laughs) So so
1: we couldn't have uh, the Cursey Smurf on this morning. Why couldn't her cat be on? I mean, her cat took over a couple episodes ago for her for a while. Sounded a lot like her. I don't remember that. Her cat uh, took over? What? The cat <laughs> must have done a really good job. Yeah, it sounded just like her. You don't remember that? Yeah, I no. remember that. Yeah, I like remember that. that. You know what who you remembers smoking, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, if you're going to say what I think you're going to say, you have to finish it.
0: Um
1: <laughs> God damn it,
3: why can't I remember it now? Fuck, Michael, <laughs> you interrupted me. Now I don't remember. I didn't interrupt you, Brian did.
1: Oh, okay. But so, but I know who- I can tell you who remembers pepperidge farm
3: pepperidge farm remembers. Yeah, there we go <laughs> I I there we go on. okay
0: <laughs> shut the fuck up everybody we're this morning we're gonna be talking about lord of the rings but first
1: but first we gotta play everybody's favorite game what's nerdy with you where your hosts sit down and talk about the nerdiest thing they did this week and then at the end we use mike myler's patented widget system to vote well that was really good it's a good intro i wanted to do it one time sounds yeah. like a
3: commercial <laughs> yeah
1: It. Oh, man, it always it does. Do ads. Yeah, but at we, the end you didn't hear. You you didn't
0: hear like. One of there. these days we'll get some music for what's nerdy with you. But with what's nerdy with you, um, our guest always goes
2: first. So Anna, what was nerdy with you this week? Uh, this week, I guess it was yesterday. I had a, a nice, nerdy, relaxed uh, kind of California day with the uh, Wolfgang Bauer and his family. We had a lot of fun, and we we were out in Dana Point. And they're down here for vacation. And then we talked a little bit about secret projects in the future and just hang out and had fun. So that, you know, going
0: out for a day in the, um, near the ocean and all that, you know, it sounds like a lot of fun, but it doesn't sound really nerdy. Maybe we need to know who Wolfgang Bauer is to paint the picture.
2: Bauer, he runs Cobalt Press. At the moment, been doing so for, for a number of years, and had published Midgard setting, and he's also been he's uh, worked at TSR and Wizard of the Coast, and with the magic stuff and D and D stuff and Qadim uh, setting and a whole number of other stuff. Been I think an editor, worked on Dragon magazine and so forth. He's also a really cool guy. Yes, very cool guy. He is—he's like lives and breathes role playing games, and he's just a creative genius, so to speak. Meaning he—he he comes up with things constantly. He's awesome. Yep, and his wife is great too. So we had—we had a great time. Yep. All right, no one's gonna be able to beat that. So voting. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know,
3: right? Like, what do you—what do you even do? You're like, uh, I'm not as cool as Anna. That's the—that's the end yep, of that. Nope, nope. Yep.
1: That's the game. That would
2: <laughs> Now Anthony. i ruined the, the podcast already. It's only been a minute. <laughs> Anthony, what was nerdy with you this week?
3: Um, something, something, 40K. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Actually, no, I didn't really uh, do a lot of 40K stuff this week. Uh, but what I did do is I was watching a lot of Critical Role. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, woo I'm caught up. I'm entirely caught up. I listened to like uh, probably like three episodes this week to catch up. So I was binge watching or binge listening. Gosh,
0: that's nine hours of real time or
1: yeah. more
3: because a couple of those episodes hit four hours. Yeah. Binge listening to a YouTube ch- show about people who play D&D. <laughs> and it's, it's very funny, though, Um, for the uh, I mean, a lot of you out there probably already know Critical Role thanks to Michael, um, but yeah. it's so funny sitting there listening and you're just listening to the story go on and then they roll the dice and oh like, yeah natural twenty wow. dude and I actually people, get on the edge of my seat bro and then people around you are like what the what what the fuck and you're like they rolled a dice and then they got a big number on the dice and it's so exciting and you're like, they're like uh what when I'm
1: at work and I listen to it after my store closes and I'm going on and I'm doing my stuff and everything, and then they'll say something funny and I'll just bust up laughing. Load my the load crew that like faces the sword like will look over at me and be like, Are you okay? Oh, but they say
3: some <laughs> real funny stuff sometimes.
1: Oh my god, it's the best. And especially since they added in Kiri that Kinko did. <gasps> um,
3: I kill people. <laughs> don't eat humans. Don't eat humans. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, that's probably the nearest thing I did watching like listening. To like, Probably ten plus hours of critical yeah, role. Yeah, of critical role. Just so much just so much D and D stuff. And I'm listening to it at work and uh, uh you know, I'm working out of preschool and
1: Nap time never felt so good.
3: <laughs> no, no more no, can't do that. I know, can't I know. do that. I've been you know, you gotta like watch the kids and make sure they don't die in their sleep.
0: That's a scary thought, (laughs) Anna. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Being a preschool person is a hardcore job because, I mean, yeah, you're enriching the kids and teaching them. But I think your primary responsibility is the health of the children because children are fragile.
3: Yeah. Yeah, That's like that's like job numero uno. Don't kill the kids. (laughs) Wait, honestly, (laughs) don't kill the kids.
1: You know, it's way harder than my job. All I have to do is make sure the meat doesn't move.
3: (laughs) Oh, Uh, uh, Bob, this one's moving. No, no! Don't kill that one. <laughs> oh, that one's yeah. moving. Take it to the back. Kill it again.
0: <laughs> Make sure the meat doesn't move. That's great. That's <laughs> that's the best joke about your work you've ever made, Michael.
1: Oh, <laughs> yep. Well, I love the thing. Describe your your work badly, and I'm like, I I cut up and yeah. sell carcasses to people.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, I I love the I love the describing your job badly because I'm just like I get paid to stare at children.
1: <laughs> oh
0: man, that's good. That's really good. Okay, so, so Brian, what's nerdy with you? Well, um I I did something kind of funny. Heather Heather insisted I use this as my nerdy thing and I think it probably is the nerdiest thing I've done. Heather and I, I put Netflix on and we were having trouble finding something to watch. So sort of like since we couldn't find anything, I put on the emoji movie and we watched the entire thing from beginning to end. Was it as terrible as everyone says it is? It's bad. It's really mind numbing, but it's so bad. It's fun to watch (laughs) my my pitch stayed true because I pitched it to her. I was like, you know, we know it's a bad movie and we know it's nothing but puns. So let's put it on. We'll chuckle. It'll be brainless and we'll watch the brainless movie and chuckle at some bad puns. And we did. It was we, we laughed quite a few times.
3: Well, my big issue with it, from what I've from what I gather, because I haven't seen it and what a lot of people seem to have an issue with, it, not really like the terrible jokes, which are terrible. But I mean, I love puns. But the fact that it's literally just you're pay, you're paying money to watch a giant commercial.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is just a big giant app commercial.
1: It hurts so, so bad. yeah,
3: so it's like so it's like, oh, wow, I'm being paid to be sold to. Sounds terrible.
1: <laughs> I'm paying to see this advertisement. Oh, so, that's, so,
3: that, that's uh, my son screaming in the background. He's saying hello.
2: Hello. Hello, Aiden. So, Anna, have you seen the Emoji movie? No, I just Googled it because I didn't even know what it was. I talked to Brian last night, no. and I didn't know what it was, and I realized don't I still don't know what yourself. it is. So, don't so, solo uh, yourself. Stay pure. <laughs> so I just Googled it, and, and I didn't know about the movie until last night. Wow, she lived in
1: a beautiful state of mind there for a while, and then she took it away by by Googling
3: it she was pure well i'm pretty sure that's what everyone i'm pretty sure that's what happens to everyone everyone like there's a thing that pops up that you hear about and and you're like oh that doesn't sound that bad and you google it and you're like i should not have googled that <laughs>
2: <laughs> it got eight percent on rotten tomatoes
3: yeah Oof. like like blue waffles i was good i was good not knowing what that was that's <laughs> oh, why i googled god. that and i was like oh god
0: I
1: was good never seeing that that
3: was oh, not
0: i don't say this very often but shut the fuck up anthony <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we do not we do so so listeners i am not going to support this joke do not google blue waffles do not google do not, blue waffles no.
1: no we're not telling you to do it we're telling you to stay away from it yes <laughs> and, like,
0: and do, i will uh, even, find a way to
1: design a macro on your computer that like turns that word into like like yeah. beautiful puppies or something that way you and never get to search it
0: <laughs> i am not going to like make it mysterious so you're curious as to what it is gross things will pop up on your google scarring yes do google. not google that it's bad yeah it's it's really disgusting
3: you know um, now they're just gonna look at it you, you know no, that, right? no, don't, that's, that's human google. nature no. No. we're not uh, paying for your therapy bills do not look it up i agree with them. don't look it up i
1: wish i had him but yeah anthony
0: i'm wishing i had him. what was nerdy with you this week michael for me
1: i have been spent i spent the last like a couple days just going over and watching and rewatching clips from the american gods tv show and i am in love with the monologue from the season finale with with uh, mr wednesday and i've been listening to it and i'm trying to get it fully memorized
0: oh you sent that to me and i i didn't look at it because i haven't seen the show and didn't really want to spoil anything that
1: it's kind of a little spoilery i guess but the monologue is just so worth it. Cause it, it's great.
0: I already know about the Jesus spoiler from that show and it, and, and I, I still want to see it. Oh yeah. The, the, I, Cause I watched clips and everything. Cause I've, I've been thinking about
1: seeing the show, but I haven't like going back and watching the first season, but I haven't really like, I didn't know a ton of it. Cause I had, I never actually read American gods by Neil Gaiman, but watching the clips and everything really makes me want to read the book now too. But you know, it's made me want to watch the show and it, uh, The monologue for season eight for episode eight with Mr. Wednesday is just like the best, and I'm trying to get it it memorized. Like Neil Gaiman
0: is good no matter what. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's funny. Neil Gaiman,
0: hmm, who's Neil Gaiman? Neil Gaiman is the guy who wrote American Gods.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, he also wrote this very popular Sandman comic book. He's done a lot of other comic books too, like he did.
1: that i wanted to read that comic book
0: too. i'm gonna get the name of the comic wrong but i think he wrote the x-men series where they went back to like 1606 um he um have you heard of the movie Coraline? yeah he wrote that
3: was that. him oh i love that movie that was a cute one yeah yeah um he
0: also wrote the doctor's wife episode of doctor who <gasps> wait that was him
1: yep holy shit that's
0: awesome. That was a good
3: episode. It was a great episode.
0: And now we need to vote. So there are four of us. So we, uh, yeah. we each have five widgets. Anna, where do you put your widgets and why?
2: I guess I have to go against my normal rule not vote for myself because I think yes. my thing was kind of nerdy this week. So I agree. Uh, let's- yeah, so I let's be this be my selfish week, so then I don't have to be on this podcast anymore. You don't want me anymore. <laughs> I, I give myself the points. You're oh yeah, so all five, that's awesome. That's, that's great. great. So that that, that's now I've been terrible, so now I got like, out of
0: character for Anna, and I really appreciate it.
3: That's that's actually more terrible than most people. Most people just go, I'll give myself a point. She's like all of them. She's like, yeah. I, I I blew you all yeah. out of the water. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I, this, she's this, like, like, I good I, I, I was. Yeah.
0: I think that just leaves Michael and Anthony that have never done that before. They've never given themselves all the widgets. Um, I, um, Anthony, where do you put your widgets in YF five?
3: I'm just gonna have to give Animal Five. (laughs) I mean, her thing is just way like beyond like nerdier than anything we like. I think we've even done.
0: (laughs) And I. I'm going to give Anna all five of my widgets, uninfluenced by the fact that either of you did it. I made up my mind to do that before anyone did. So, Michael, who do you vote for and why? Oh, my God. Does she get a perfect score? <laughs> she might. But it's all up to Michael at this point. I want to give her that perfect
1: score. But at the same time, I you know what? No, she gets all of them. You're like, but at the same time, Anthony's
3: watching my so, favorite thing.
1: <laughs> Michael,
0: Brian, and Anthony have no widgets, and Anna has 20. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's great. Uh,
1: She's officially uh, the first perfect score.
0: <laughs> she is mm-hmm. the first perfect score since we've been using the Mike Myler system. We have had unanimouses yeah. before we started yeah. doing the widgets.
2: Yeah, I have to thank history. Mike Myler when I see him the next time. So, yeah.
0: That's so awesome.
1: We got we to gotta get some, like, little wooden tokens and write widgets on them and hand them to Anna. And then when she sees Mike, she's just like, look what I got.
2: Yeah. It's all because of you. That's a great idea.
1: Like, it just says Mike, like, in the top crest, like, on a quarter where it says Liberty, it just says Mike Myler, And then across the yep. front, it says widgets. Oh. That's widgets. funny. Widgets <sighs> sound delicious. <sighs> I wonder what they taste like.
2: They can be wonderful.
1: At- don't, don't put those in your mouth, Anthony. Just trust
2: us. But they sound tasty, it's like small parts with young
1: children.
0: Don't put it in your mouth. So I gave you a vague out, a vague intro description. I didn't write you out an intro description. I just said talking about the epicness of Lord of the Rings. So Michael hit us with an intro. Lord of the Rings. So today,
1: <laughs> I saw a very prominent ring wraith in my head when you said that. It was pretty good, Anthony. You instilled terror, shivers, sadness, joy. My a one for giant hairy feet. That quickly went away. But no, today we are going to be talking about the epicness that is Lord of the Rings. You know, any any honestly anything that can pop into our head uh, you know, from the books to the T V shows, uh, I think they had like a show. No, they're making a show
0: about yeah, it. Right? No, ahead no ahead. we had we had the the books and then we had Rankin and Bass. Yeah. And then we had the Rankin and Bass was the animated ones. And then we had the yeah. movies.
1: Yes. And then we had uh, a video game for each of the movies, that uh, for each of the Peter Jackson movies. And then we now have movies for outside of the
0: main canon. And then we had basically any fantasy genre that has been
1: influenced the, uh, by it. Yeah. So much of fantasy genre has been influenced by Lord of the Rings. He, I wouldn't say it was the progenitor, but... Um, uh, one of the most massive influencers. Progenitor. That's so, and cool. Very, very amazing book series. And you know, we have these little bullet points, and I'm looking at it, and I could have swore he he wrote these and just dis- traversed and these, um,
0: like ten to fifteen years before they actually were put out. Well. He had done a lot of the world building and he started that in like back in like 1917.
1: The I never get the name right, but the Silmarillion. The Silmarillion,
0: yeah. The Silmarillion was actually written to be volume two of Lord of the Rings. Um, it was supposed to be released in a two volume book um, where Lord of the Rings was one giant freaking book. OK, cat, get off my desk. Get off my desk right now. You're not doing this again. We're um, too deep in. <laughs> um, That's what she so, said. <laughs> 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 yeah, Lord of the Rings was one big was supposed to be like volume one was Lord of the Rings and volume two was the simul, sim. I can't pronounce that word. Silmarillion. 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 So like
1: you're saying like uh, Fellowship, Two Towers and Return. Like, was supposed so to the, be so
0: one book. It was supposed to all be one book. Holy crap. That would have been a massive book. Yeah. And um, George Allen and Unwin were the publishers and they were like, no, we're going to do this over two years. We're going to do it as three volumes. And then similar. The end, we'll do that later for some reason. Well, you know, his son is
1: releasing uh, a new book, I think, at the end of this year, or the beginning of next. Um, and it's based on a on a human elf love story from like I think it was like a thousand years before Aragorn and Arwen. I forget the name of it now. I'd have to is look it out. Is it son or grandson? I, 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 I think son. The son is like in his seventies.
2: Is that Lothian? Uh, I think the, the story about the the elf that that was the song that Aragon sang in the movie when he was sitting at the campfire at night. I think it's about that story. The fall of Gondolin.
0: You know, Adam, when I asked you to be on this podcast, you were like, "I don't know if I know much about Lord of the Rings, but that was great." Yeah. That's- <laughs> i know a little bit you know yep. your things oh it's you
3: out know stuff.
1: you know your stuff oh no it's not out. It's, it's set for pre-order i know it's, it's not it's... the
0: first time that follow-ups have been written there there've been others
1: yeah this is uh yeah, yeah it's uh, it's out in august and it's um it's uh, uh the fall of gondolin uh and it's yeah so it says written by R uh, J R. R tolkien and edited by christopher tolkien
0: did you know that Tolkien was 45 when he began writing The Lord of the Rings? It was 63 when it was finally published. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I, he, he fleshed out the entire world. That's also one reason why he wanted the Silmarillion to come out is because of how much world building and
0: how much backstory uh, and everything he put into these, uh, just the books itself. And the original Hobbit was a standalone piece. The yeah. Lord of the Rings was like. The publisher is saying we want a sequel, and then he created the epic that connected the two books. The um, the whole ring thing was just like, hey, maybe I can make this ring that was in the Hobbit something big. That was not like planned. He didn't like say when he wrote the Hobbit, thinking this is going to be one big giant epic. No, he
1: just it it was something he stumbled into. Whenever they
0: asked for a sequel, well, he wrote he he wrote lots of different uh, manuscripts that um, we're going to be the Lord of the Rings. There were lots of different ideas. Oh, it wasn't, yeah, for sure. yeah, it was, it, I mean, one of the ideas was that Bilbo lost his treasure and then went out to find another adventure where he can get his treasure back. I mean, there were uh, all sorts of ideas. And um, Lord of the Rings was a trial of coming up with stuff to come up with a good story.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, it, uh, he also, you know, for years people have also been, um, because he was a, if I'm right, he was a Christian, he was a, 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 like a Christian studies professor or something at a
2: college. And a lot of people. And he was a college? A, and he was in a college, professor at, in Nordic <laughs> languages, I think, in English. Think, yeah. Yeah, languages. I
0: think he was a. Something he, like that. He, yeah, he was he a loved, devout was, Catholic, but <laughs> I think he was a yeah. a, uh, a linguistics professor. In yeah, I was trying to
1: what he was a professor of, but yeah, he was a professor, and he, but yeah, he was a devout Catholic, and he, uh, it's believed it's believed and almost confirmed that he drew a lot of his influences for well not really the Hobbit, but for Lord of the Rings or anything from you know um his Catholic background and the Bible because since they came out, people have been using them as comparisons uh, with in the within the Bible, and you know there's a lot of stuff that holds up and there's uh, because but it was in no way intentional he just had a lot of source material from growing up things he knew because he was a devout catholic and they ended up being you know probably footstones on how to write his books and it it's made interesting i had a friend actually take and spend an entire day and watch the the full special editions of the of the movies and with his with his son and then they picked apart um stuff that could be seen as, uh, allegories or, uh, for, you know, parts in the Bible and the, in all the way up to the, uh, end times.
3: Wait, so it wasn't intentional? Cause I thought it was intentional that he no, kind of no. faced the Lord of the Rings around the Bible.
1: No, no, his wasn't intentional. Um, it, it just something that influenced through his, his faith. Uh,
0: I've know, been um, reading, I, I was reading about it too. And there were things that were intentional, like there, there are small things, but the, the always entirety. intended for, um, for Lord of the Rings to be pre-Christian, to be pre-Christian Earth, but that for there to be, he believed that God was actually there and that God was God, and there, there, and he has a lot of Christian elements, but he wanted to make it so it was a secular Christian story rather than a Christian story. So there's, you know, there's good and evil and. But I mean the Lord's Square, the Lord's Prayer is quoted in the book. But yes. Yeah.
2: But it doesn't yeah. even have any gods in it really. No. Um That's the interesting thing. It's it's like a fantasy without the gods.
0: But he, he confirmed that Eru and the Similarian is um Um, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he 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 actually confirmed that that is the the one God that he he Uh considered. Yeah. So his his Catholicism influenced the hell out of the books. Mm -hmm. But um, he he's gone on the record of saying, I don't I don't analogize. I don't try to influence. There is no symbolism, even though there is a lot of symbolism in the books. So was it intentional? What is
3: it? Was it unintentional? We'll never really know. Yeah, like, or or maybe it's a bit of both. Like, what was intentional, what wasn't. Yeah, I so mean, been,
0: uh, I read this book about the Christian imagery in Lord of the Rings, and it's it's intense how much there is. Yes,
1: there is a lot there.
0: Yeah, there really but is. it's not like C.S. Lewis. It's not like it's over it. That, yeah, <laughs> it's a not like Lion Jesus. <laughs> oh, you can't ask me that. I'm the Lion allegory of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, um, um, C.S. Lewis, um... He was actually on like book five when Lord of the Rings came out. Before, oh, really? It? Well, it was The um, Horse and His Boy, whichever one that was.
1: The horse, the boy,
3: the horse and the boy. That was here. I didn't oh. know Narnia was like that much older than Lord of the Rings, though.
0: No, they're right around the same time. Just the horse and his boy was um, oh, it was a fifth. Yeah, it was a fifth. Horse and the boy was a fifth, and it came out at the same time as Fellowship of the Ring and the uh, Two Towers. Because Fellowship of the Ring, 2005. In order, it was in fifty
1: four. In, uh, in order, it goes the magician, the magician's nephew. The second is the Lion, the witch, and the Wardrobe. The third is the horse and his boy. Then Chris that's, Caspian. That's chronologically. They here no, in
0: it. the other order. Chronological. Yeah, and You're reading the order of when the events happened the in the book. Lion, the the Wardrobe.
1: Most, came several of these first. are claiming that this is not the chronicle uh, chronological order. They're claiming this is the actual book order. Oh. Well, it happened in the fifties. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> it happened in the fifties. I, I think we have a little bit of leeway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty cool that Lord of the Flies came out in the same year. Oh wow, I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah, that's, Lord that of the Flies, Horton Hears a Who, I Am Legend, and Twelve Angry Men. So give oh, you a little bit of idea of the context. Twelve, 12 Angry Men was list. really good. I mean, none of us, none of us were alive when the books came out.
2: Not even me. Nope, not, not even, uh,
0: even you. Yeah, I I knew you were young, Anna, but Brian, you know, you're
1: you're you're so much <laughs> older. I thought you would have you would have been around. Well
0: only when I use our ex- our, our interdimensional portal. You find you you find a way. I almost called it an extra dimensional portal. We're not finished designing the extra dimensional portal yet.
1: Well, I'm trying to figure out how to make an extra-dimensional mansion like Scanlan had on Critical
0: Role. Because we will probably would... get that done soon. Now that we finally got the clones working together,
2: an
3: extra-dimensional. Yeah, that would
0: work. Yeah. Uh, if only the
1: Anthony clones would stop killing the other two. <laughs> yeah, they don't like each other. I mean, like they start working really well, and then the Anthony one just looks over and just like, "Oh, this is a, this is a pointy screwdriver? Stab, stab, stab." He he, broken. He broken.
0: So, back to the topic. He's broken. <laughs> so, um, let's go in order. How has Lord of
2: the Rings influenced your life? We'll start with Anna. Uh, it's been... I'm one of the few people that actually tried role-playing games, played D&D, before I even knew about the Lord of the, Lord of the Rings books or, or Tolkien or fantasy at all. So, I was kind of let in first and... and so for me, it was kind of catching up. And my first Lord of the Rings or Tolkien experience was really bad because the Uh-oh. first thing I read was the Swedish, the old Swedish translation of Bilbo. And that was terrible. It was like written for a five-year-old. And, and the book originally is great because I've read it afterwards. And there's now a new tran- Swedish translation that I read many years later that is, is actually decent. But the first pre- translation was terrible. And 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 so I was kind of very discouraged. It took a couple of years until I led, read Lord of the Rings for the first time, and I read it in Swedish first, and that was okay. And then I read it some years later in English, and that was a fantastic experience. So that was my my I kind of gradually got into it. So so and then I realized how much Tolkien had kind of formed and shaped D D and fantasy. So I kind of got into D and D and Tolkien in parallel, so to speak. Well, yeah, the books kind of like they kind of set the precedent for a lot of like fantasy
3: yep.
0: stories. Yep. yeah, definitely. It, it, it is amazing that I mean, orcs are just
3: in everything, and he invented them. Yep. Yep. Wait, orcs didn't exist before him? Nope. nope. I did not know that. I thought they were always kind of a thing. No, no, he he was the one that
1: for pro- basically progenited uh progenited them. Uh, he created
3: them
2: through it. I'm not gonna try and <laughs> yeah. use this word anymore.
3: He was their yeah. progenitor. Yeah.
2: I don't I'm think not gonna try and... elves existed in that shape. That before, version before. No, he that did. version of elves didn't exist. Yeah, I think before him copied? elves
3: yeah, I think before him elves were kinda like they were like yeah. little people. They're like yeah. l- like I, little I think, things that like hid in your walls or something.
2: Yeah, the the, the only thing that I think existed in that shape before in when well, I read the book, it are the the Smaug the dragon that dragons that way have existed in old tales before, yeah. So. But the rest, he, he's he kind of and even if he didn't invent it, he shaped it and, and changed it so much that he it's almost like he invented it. So even if the well, term has been used before, he kind of made it his own.
0: Tolkien's elves and dwarves came from Nordic myth,
2: yeah. That,
0: that's that's oh, okay. the so main kind influence of, yeah. of His elves and dwarves, they came from Nordic myth. Plus yeah. the idea of a broken sword being reforged to make a king, that came from Nordic myth too. His yeah, that, main influences were didn't. His like main influences were Nordic myth and um Beowulf and other old
2: English stories. Yeah, and and sen- That makes a lot of sen- sen- sense. Uh, George and the Dragon and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, That makes a lot of sense.
0: And Anthony, how does um, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings influence your life?
3: So it influences my life because here's the thing. My grandfather is like the biggest Lord of the Rings nerd you'll ever meet. (laughs) He actually read The Cimmerillion multiple times. Anna's read it. Yeah, he's like a ridiculous fan of it. Really,
2: Anna? Yeah, Yeah, I've read all the books at least once but I've but it was now it's almost 20 years since I've read any of it but I've read yeah I read it because back then it, there wasn't that much else and especially not that you can get hold of in Sweden but the the talking the books were readily available so and I also wanted to catch up because all the fantasy super fantasy nerds that I played with and stuff they I wanted to get on par with them so I I read a lot of it but it always felt like the lord of uh, tolkien's world uh, world was something that was wonderful to read about but it wasn't my world a lot of people when they read it is like they want to play in it but and i tried middle earth uh, role playing game and and by iron crown back in the day but the rules were kind of they were too too complicated and difficult that's the one that had critical hit roll tables that are like six pages and stuff so so we kind of dumped it so greyhawk and and stuff became my world so i read tolkien as a kind of escape um, inspiration but i really i kind of i in some ways i really love them and but for me they're the epitome was when I saw the movies come because that was kind of a, a refinement of, of the books that I s- just enjoyed. So they always been a, a, an inspiration and a, a kind of fantasy escape for me. Um, what awesome. was it like having a grandfather who was so into it? So the first time I actually
3: heard it, the, f- the, first, like, uh, the first time I actually read air quotes – the Lord of the Rings book was actually when we were um, going to Montana to visit family, and my grandfather played it on like uh, a tape, the entire Lord of the Rings story from start to finish, all the way driving to Montana. <laughs> wow! How I old wish were I had you? Um, mm-hmm.
2: I think it was like eight. <laughs> That's so Damn. cool to have parents and grandparents who who are into fantasy. That's awesome. Oh, well
0: yeah. Anthony's had quite an interesting D and D and fantasy life because of his family.
3: <laughs> yeah, and Magic the Gathering and wow. You no,
1: know, that that's the thing is I'm I, There are times I don't know how I got into all this because my my parents are not into it at all. Like like the, yeah they watch like Star Wars but that's it. Like and so it's like I don't know where it came from for me. <laughs>
3: So, and then I read The Hobbit: Engineer High. That one I actually read. Like, I physically read that one, and I really liked that book a lot. I thought that was amazing. I thought The Hobbit was just spectacular. Oh, The Hobbit is such a good book. It was really good. I enjoyed it a great deal.
0: <sighs>
1: a now, great how about
3: deal. you, Brian? How well, has The Hobbit
0: affected your life? Well, when I was a kid, I saw the Rankin and Bass Hobbit animated movie and thought that was the coolest thing ever. That was like the big deal. Um, And so that introduced me to like goblins and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't I never actually finished Lord of the Rings. I read The Hobbit a little later and then I started the fellowship, the Two Towers. I I finished the Two Towers. I started the Fellowship of the Ring. I never finished. Um, I got caught up reading The Black Cauldron by Lloyd Alexander and I read that whole series um Damn. but i think the big influence was like because if anybody has read the two towers you know that the two towers eventually gets into this like really hard to read part yeah you know when he's like starting to get into this like old english style of writing and it's it it starts to get really tough to read um but i you know i um I'm very familiar with the work i've seen the movies um i've never seen the animated lord of the rings I just heard that it was bad, so I never saw it. Yeah, I um, seen
2: it and I didn't like it.
0: But I think it it just, you know, it, it got me into um Dungeons and Dragons and helped me to understand the whole fantasy world. Um I was always a bigger fan of the Hobbit than the Lord of the Rings. I, I guess I'm more childlike than sophisticated when it comes to my fantasy. Um I always thought The Hobbit was a much a much better book, but it was written for children. <laughs> um This is true. Yeah. Um when I saw the film The Hobbit, I loved it. I loved the the live action Hobbit. I didn't like part 2 and 3. I only liked the first part. I thought part 2 and 3 were bloated and awful, but the first part was done really
3: well. It did add a lot of really unnecessary stuff.
1: Well, there was there was some really stuff that was added in there. Um and a bunch of side stories that were, you know, to, that were meant to be told um you know, like obviously all through this, some
0: but there's supposed to be like a couple side stories from the the book that were like never touched on. Well, they were I connecting. Think. They were connecting the Lord of the Rings to the Hobbit in a way yeah. that Tolkien never intended because yeah, exactly. Hobbit well, wasn't. No, that's written, the other
1: thing is they added in things to yeah to make like it Legolas for no fucking reason. <laughs> uh, Legolas was never supposed to be in there. They the one of the big mess ups that they did was at the end of the Five Armies when they said, you know, go to the I think it was like go to the east in the woods there. You'll find you'll find a. a a ranger they call strider and it's like no that is way off because during the time of the hobbit aragorn was still a little kid in rivendell
0: but but i do have to say that um i i am influenced by the work and i'm really familiar with the work even though i never finished the books um like for example i was upset that at the end of the return of the king they they left out the entire sharky plot and and sarama never came back and Sam Morris, you mean no, Sharky. Sharky. Oh. Saruman. Oh, Saruman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the when he's Sharky and he's he's taken over the Shire and they do that whole battle yeah. of the Shire. Well, actually, yeah. if you look I at know, it I know it's in the extended edition.
1: Well, no, cuz it's what yeah. it is is they, they in the extended edition of the first one, <laughs> they use that as a this is what could happen to the Shire if you yeah. don't take the ring instead of this is what actually happens, because, you know, he comes back, he takes over the Shire, pollutes it, and all the hobbits are enslaved, and Frodo yeah. and the others come back and fight an entire war
0: against him and his orcs to save the Shire. Yeah. You ever heard about how upset Christopher Lee was that they didn't include that I heard in he was- the original... Oh he was pissed.
2: He was like, yeah, where is Saruman? Was, yeah, I, I was I was sad that they didn't include that, but on the other hand, I I loved the way they they treated the rest of the story. It was kind of fantastic. And yeah. I love the the actually the 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 Two Towers movie, the extended edition is my favorite because it's it's just I love that kind of taking time, see the landscape, let the story sink in and and kind of you, you get to live in, in Middle earth for for, for three hours. And that's, and
0: that's similar to your opinion of the um the early seasons of um Game of Thrones.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I simply like that. Maybe it's the European kind of brought up on public broadcasting when things are supposed to take too long, and if it doesn't take a half an hour to say, it's not worth saying. So it's <laughs> kind of my tempo. I want to I want to live and breathe that, and and get a chance to really get things to sink in. I don't want the the action to move to the next scene with stress. It's not it's not a story that needs to be told as quickly as possible and get to the end so I can go, move on to the next thing. I want to live in the movie forever and I want it to be beautiful and, and reflective and, and so on. And and, and the, the extended version of movie two is is probably my favorite movie of all. It's just fantastic. I just love it. I've never seen the extended version. The extended oh, version is very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the stories with the ends gets maybe a little bit tedious and that's the only thing that they should have maybe shortened down a little bit or or spiced up with something but that but, that yeah. was fun though yeah it it was fun and i love the way that they they took the the um, the 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 original story with Tom Bombadil and made it into something much better because the Bombadil book part of the story I think it's it's tedious and boring and I don't like it much at all. But mm-hmm. the, the the way they did it in they in it put took in and let the um the the end play the um, Tom Bombadil kind of and and an homage to Tom Bombadil. Yeah. I I kind of I like the way they they treated that. That was a great way of of. Staying with the story a bit and 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 pay homage to the story and still make it to a good movie.
1: I I have to agree with you. You're not the only one, Anna. Though I have to say, you know, I do enjoy like you know the the first couple seasons of Game of Thrones, and in the and in Two Towers, you know. The, the scenery actually going to limit. Cause I do want to, I'm, I have the same thought of you on, on wanting to be there, be immersed and, mm-hmm. and feel it. And just seeing the landscapes and how it's done. I really like that. I, I will say the extended edition of Lord of, the, of two towers isn't my favorite, but it's right up there. Cause I do like the extended edition of uh return of the King. Cause there's, there's more added content to it yes. besides the action that I really like. Mm-hmm. Like hearing yeah. the, the basically the herald of, uh, of, uh, of a saw, not saw, Um, yeah. The mouth of Sauron. Yeah, hearing him speak and talk it was great. Also, um, I was I was older. I think I was I I didn't see the extended edition until I was well out of high school, and I saw that part and the smile he does. Yeah, that's, that, that's the best shivers character. down my spine.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that that character is probably the best in the movie movie so to speak because he oh, yeah, yeah. exactly he's creepy. And charismatic, and, and and just they they nailed him perfectly. I think.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. It's that smile. Holy, mm-hmm. good. it's like you eat yep. babies on your days off.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. He's just he's just amazing. Yep.
1: Yeah. So just
3: creepy.
2: But in, Extra uh, creepy. Two towers, plus, also the ends in two towers
1: set up for one of the greatest uh, scenes in Clerks too. <laughs> Huh? Even this was so boring, even the fucking trees walked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian, I hate you. Oh, God. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Brian just posted a picture of the mouth of the voice of Sauron in the
0: chat. Oh, my God. That's funny. For those of you who don't know, for any listeners of this podcast, um, Brian just posted the picture of the, the, the smile of Sauron. Yeah, because none of them would know Michael. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If that's you hard. heard a little blurb of sound, um I accidentally opened the YouTube the YouTube video of the Mouth of Sauron during the during the episode and the it wasn't muted but I closed it really quick, so if you heard a little scream, that that's probably what that was. If you I heard hear a little it. scream. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good be, way to cover up a yeah, murder, Brian. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to hear it. That was that was totally
1: not me killing somebody in my apartment while doing no, this Oh no way That was YouTube. I swear, guys. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. You
3: liar. You liar. You murdered her.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can't have Heather talk to like give me cover right now because she ran to the store real quick oh this is, oh, this she is looking
1: to... bad for me i <laughs> am this is bad heather we'll find a way to save you <laughs> just hold on
0: all right so um michael did you go so um do you have more to share about how the hobbit and the lord of the rings influence your life how Tolkien's work influence your life
1: i actually haven't
0: all right so now i have a great discussion what would the world be like if Tolkien's work was never published? And, well, apparently there is, wouldn't be orcs. This is a really <laughs> interesting one. I don't think we should do this one with the round robin, We're just um if anyone wants to chime in, on, I'll go first. Um I don't know if D&D would be a thing. I I mean, what would it be based on? Um I guess it would be based on mythology. So we'd have like probably more of like a Hercules type thing with like hydras and and um Maybe you'd get into German, Germanic mythology. Maybe you'd get into some North, Norse mythology. So you'd have you'd still have elves and dwarves, but I mean, it was mostly influenced by Tolkien's work. So that might have been come come later. I I really don't know if Dungeons mm. & Dragons would even be a thing. I mean, we wouldn't have Orcs for sure, so there'd be no World of Warcraft.
2: Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you, Brad. I, I think that the World we, of Warcraft we, would
3: we, not exist. <laughs> yeah. We, well, no, we'll
2: they probably fan- would. Oh, let let Anna. Would- Sorry, let no, Anna no, no,
0: continue. Yeah,
2: yeah. sorry. I I, I, I I totally agree with you, Brian. I th- don't think we will have D and D. We wouldn't have fantasy in in its modern form because I think, and I also agree with you that we will be basing it much more on ancient mythologies and and, and folklore and stuff. So there will be there will be there will be Nordic influence and there will be uh, dragons and there will be be um, like the old Greek stuff and old Egyptian and things like that. But I think what Tolkien did as a genius he invented a, a, a kind of a coherent form of, of fantasy or, or folklore that was not rooted or, or loosely rooted in in ancient so meaning he didn't step on by using Tolkien uh, fan, Tolkien's fantasy you don't step on any ethnic toes and and so on and so forth no one needs to to look like oh you've stolen and, and changed our the, whatever myth- well, There's still a bit of there's you're still a bit of coding there's yeah. still a
0: bit of coding going on. Like oh, yeah. you can you can you can say that the orcs are tribal warriors and that the uh, you know that they're probably loosely based on Mongols or Zulu. I mean they're described as being by Tolkien as being Mongol looking
2: Yeah um, but you still that there's like one step away from it it's i think it would be more like dc and and the comics here with the more of the thor movies and stuff like that you would have more more of that and less of of dragons and stuff
0: i i think one of the big things that would happen was um things like um hp lovecraft would be much more influential yeah
2: or-
3: yeah cuz he would be the next big um fantasy creator yeah and
0: um you know I I'd be tempted to say we'd still have some of the pulp stuff like you'd still have you'd still have Tarzan you'd still have John Carter you'd still have um um
2: possibly yeah you'd still have Conan yeah more vampires maybe more draculas and stuff we still have them but they might be even be more prominent I can agree
1: Um I I I don't but I disagree I think we'd still have World of Warcraft but I think it would be more troll more based on trolls because trolls are very deep seated within most mythologies
2: Yeah
0: so I think the horde would be trolls. That's a good way of putting it. I I, I don't know if the trolls would still be um Rastafarian though.
2: <laughs> Rastafarian?
0: Yeah, the trolls are the trolls are very clearly um voodoo and and um and um Jamaican based.
2: Oh okay, I never heard of a voodoo troll. That sounds cool. They are. Yeah. You haven't played World of Warcraft? Um, only briefly. And uh, she probably played Alliance. She probably played yeah,
0: the good Oh, guys. yes. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah oh, yeah,
1: yeah. She stayed away from the Horde. Yeah, mm-hmm,
2: definitely. Yeah. I've I played on both sides.
0: And yes, I just called the Alliance the good
3: guys. Suck it.
2: Yeah, that's the. but that's that's another <laughs> oh, topic. So I'm not going to Leslie, go there. Leslie and other I
3: other. got in a big argument last night about, about Horde and Alliance and who's good, who's bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to have an episode where someone can explain to me that. That conundrum of not having good and bad, and the bad ones have to be good in a kind of way, and the good ones have to be kind of bad. And you smooth over the alignments, yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: I think it's hard to describe what an alternate reality without Tolkien's work would be like, because it's so ingrained in our society. I mean, that yeah. that is our idea of what fantasy is. What would yeah. fantasy be? I don't think I mean, the fantasy genre would be as survived.
1: And instead of having Tolkien movies, we would probably have like Wheel of Time movies.
0: But you do have well. Oh, Wheel of Time no, was no, was no, They're post. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah they're
1: post. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I. Oh man, you we don't even have Wheel of Time. That's depressing.
0: You can think of some major work that's fantasy that isn't. You know, like you still have the Arthurian legends. You still have dragons. Um, there'd probably be a lot more traditional knight and dragon stuff. Um, yeah, you'd you'd still have um, you'd probably still have things that were weren't really influenced by Tolkien, like ring world or um or river world stuff like that but i mean but, you could argue that those are influenced by tolkien just by the fact that they're epic fantasy
2: i, I must say that in, in a way i think we have more knights and dragons thanks to tolkien be, Tolkien because he made them new cool and sexy in a way that they weren't they were old medieval stories that kind of got lost and 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 modernized but tolkien oh non-modernized tolkien kind of made them cool and sexy and new again May, or maybe it's such a good idea that someone else would have come up with, it, but I'm not so sure.
3: Well, I mean, maybe somebody else would have come up with it. It just would have been different. Yeah. You know, um, uh, the idea of the modern have, um, fantasy.
0: You also have Jules Verne. So, I mean, maybe we'd yeah. still have we'd have more steampunk if that was more prevalent than that's Tolkien. Yeah. Something would have been more influenced by that. I mean, yeah. maybe we'd be more focused on um, technology than than fantasy. I don't know. It's it's like. If Tolkien never existed, would something else have filled the volume? Would something else have filled the vacuum to create a fantasy without Tolkien? I mean, you still have sci-fi, which would be a big deal. But I don't think we would have Star Wars if we didn't have Tolkien. That's probably true. Yeah. I mean, even though Star Wars is influenced by King Arthur, I can say well, the
1: the epic would be different. So I yeah. think we would have Star Wars, but I think it would be influenced in a very different way.
3: Well, I, I, I still think somebody would have filled the void. It just would have been a different feel because, okay. because fantasy is such a, it's such a thing of human culture. And so modernizing that would, I think, be a natural thing people would do.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? What if his he never really published the work and these, and his son found the manuscripts and had them published just a few years ago. Then oh, th- that would they, be
0: interesting.
2: Yeah. But I don't think it would have the same kind of um, appeal right away because he was before his time in a way before it was kind of cool. He, he, he invented it long before and because he wrote it in a time where, where we were still focused on technology and he went to, uh, now it's, it's more like Tolkien became popular when the the interest in technology and sci-fi and steampunk and that type of thing had kind of faded a bit. That's when Tolkien really became big. And I think part of the appeal was that the books were actually written like 50 years earlier. Yeah, um, yeah that makes you sense. You know what? I, oh, I, I think sense. I have
0: the answer. Um, the big giant fantasy epic would be Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. oh
3: <laughs>
0: totally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah yeah that yep. so exists but yep. like let's say why why was tolkien's work never made that he was he never born he was friends with c.s lewis would yeah. chronicles of narnia
2: even have happened if they weren't around to influence each other that is they might have they might be in both of them might be necessary components of each other meaning wait, those, those wait, two wait, wait. guys said to
1: i have the answer Tolkien convinces Lewis to write the books, thinks he's a great writer, says, Hey, b- do these books, don't give up, gives him pointers and stuff. So Narnia still comes out mostly of what it's supposed to be. But Tolkien, ha- for some reason, develops a complex and just never does his books.
0: Yeah. And for some reason, Narnia has orcs in it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the main, main no
1: component reason. of the. For yeah. yeah. uh, no uh, reason. Yeah. You know, the Lion which and the Wardrobe, the main component of the yeah. White is so army we, is orcs. Yeah.
2: So we would talk about a wardrobe instead of a ring. <laughs> and to me, the ring has much more appeal. And instead of Gandalf, wardrobe. instead of Gandalf, you have Lion Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of like Tolkien way Still more. Still wears than, the, than flop hat, Arnia, the floppy hat, though. Yeah, for and,
3: some reason, Lion Jesus wears the floppy hat. Yeah, and D and D would be would be Christian based. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we wouldn't go through that whole like D and D makes you a demon worshiper scare. Yeah, that's oh. true. But on the other hand, then atheists wouldn't play it. <laughs> if DVD was based, I would stay away from it. I think that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. probably. probably. So, so it would be opposite. Then, then the liberals and the 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 the, the lost souls like me would be like, ah, blah, blah. skip it. Yeah, get you away know, with your nonsense.
1: Yeah, <laughs> goody two shoes and your make believe.
2: Yeah, I, I would just see it as as part of old culture. It's there as an interesting, but it's not. It would not be escape from 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 reality. Yeah, and that's a part of yeah. the
1: appeal for me. You know, it's funny because there's a young there's an episode of Young Sheldon where his mom, who is a hardcore devout Texas Christian, finds him playing D and D with his two friends, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons," and they're like, "That's great." And they go, "What's this?" And I'm like, "Oh, we're going through, and we're gonna defeat. We have to defeat this guy." And she's like, "Oh, he's." he's like the devil yeah he's pretty much like the devil and then sheldon bursts in he goes my mother did not think satan was the best play uh playmate for her child (laughs) in the
0: whole episodes has anyone here ever heard of testament no No. the band um (laughs) 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 um green ronin published a biblical role-playing game oh wow wow really yeah, um, years ago, it was D20-based.
2: <laughs> Natural huh? 20, I'm crucified! Yay! Oh, my God. No, but I think the idea is good because just because I don't like it might be a good reason for a lot of other people to actually like it, so... so I would yeah. definitely look into that one, though. Yeah, yeah, particularly you, Anna, because you don't like it,
3: other people will like it.
2: They're like, Anna Meyer yeah. hates this. I love it. <laughs> yeah, because that might be... Because I might be, I don't know, but I might be extreme in, in one end, and that means that there might be a whole big market for something that I would consider not—it's not an escape for me, which means that it might be the perfect escape for someone else. And that's what I love about the RPG world now—is that it's more diverse than it's ever been, and it's going probably to be even more diverse. RPGs are getting really popular these days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of people talking about D
3: and D that I'm like, what? It's like a mainstream thing now almost. Yeah. I
0: wonder if Critical Role had something to do with it. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. Critical Role I think
1: had a, had a big part to do with it, um, along with the other streams and stuff that you know that that run D and D and Pathfinder. <laughs> I think honestly one of the big components is look how much oversaturation we have with the video game market and how disgruntled a lot of people are becoming with the video game market. There's tons of complaints within the, at least the last couple of years about lack of originality, mm-hmm. uh, the, the microtransactions. Yeah, DL- about to say DLC. yeah, I was about to say yep.
3: shitty, shitty. Yep. Yep. Practices that fuck yeah. over the customer base. It's really
1: pulling people away, and then people and I can I guarantee uh, at least a few people are sitting there feeling like they don't have any kind of like say within this process anymore. Whereas a lot of, a few just a few years ago developers listened to their fan base greatly for their games. Now you know they you see this format that you know basically you can make your own game and have it set up the way you want it, and and you come with a set of rules so you're not developing everything on your own. And I, it's I guarantee it's just helping. Plus, in a time where a lot of people feel very disconnected from their friends and, and for people that say they're friends, playing stuff like D and D gets you face to face with your friends.
3: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's not a lot of good TV going on right now, so. And I mean, there's like yeah, there's some good shows and
1: stuff, but it's like this has been a slow year for for a lot of TV. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Role play table top role play have those two things. One is that you play it with your friends. Whether you use face to face on a table or face to face using online tools like Skype and stuff, and and the second one is that you make it your own. You play it on your terms and you tweak it until and you interpret it the way you want. And, oh, and yeah. you would together with your players, your game group, kind of make it your own. And and that's one of, I think one yeah. of the, the benefits with it. A video game you or a computer game you have to play it the way the program. Yeah made it unless yeah. you mod it and but most players can't don't have the technical skills to mod a computer game this is true so i think
1: tabletop games honestly have also preserved the existence of imagination within people yep and it, and that's one thing that i love about it is you're still able to sit there and imagine and come up with things so and it, i think that's why it's so great and we aren't
2: beautiful. awed by technology the way we used to be yeah we getting off topic mm-hmm
3: yeah, now we're getting into role playing games. <laughs> it's oh,
2: not it's hard to get like there from
0: Lord of the Rings. This That's is true. true. Yep. We don't get to talk about Tolkien's characters in D and D. No, we don't. We maybe we'll do that another time. Because um, I know what
1: class I know what class I want Aragorn to be. <laughs> um, can anybody see, else guess? Paladin
3: uh, ranger, Ro- Rogue? ranger. <laughs> oh man, that should be something we do one day. We make oh. ourselves as RPG characters.
2: Warlock. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was, yeah I was, that's a great idea, Anthony. We should. I yeah. think. Oh, man, I that is a good idea. How,
0: I think Strider is where the Ranger class came from. I yes, agree. I, I agree. Would. completely.
1: Yeah, well, yep. I, uh, I, I agree.
0: And even though the original Ranger class was a nightmare. <laughs> well, I know, like for the Rangers that with night. that, that the original Ranger class was like oh, super complicated to get into.
2: Yeah, but it was cool because he had real spe- uh, used magic, use of spells and stuff. I, I I always loved rangers in almost every conception.
1: I think I, I think I've never pl- I never actually played one. I just think they're really great because I've never seen them honestly in my time playing. I have I'm sure they have, you know, but I've, I haven't seen one played badly. So speaking of things badly, it's time it's time for us <laughs> to uh, skip from topic and uh, let's
0: describe a movie badly, guys. Brian, you want to describe how we uh, switch this up? Okay, so now instead of just describing a movie badly, we take turns describing movies badly and then try to guess what the movie is. Um, so um, a bunch of friend, uh, uh, a bunch of friends um, go out on a journey to destroy a piece of jewelry and then end up um, end up splitting up until until um, the um, the two rogues do it on their own. Yeah, the oh, big spiders Brian. in More. it. Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yes. I couldn't think of like a a a um a a way to make it some other movie. <laughs> yeah, but that that's uh, yeah,
2: but,
1: yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this guy meets the love of his life. They're very happy together, they have a child, his wife gets murdered, and he decides to open up a hotel where all of his buddies and, and a bunch of other people can come and hang out and be safe so they don't get murdered as well.
0: Hotel Transylvania? Yay! Wow, I got that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was happy with that one.
0: I can't wait for the third one. Me I I neither. I am. I so still haven't for seen Incredibles that. two yet, though.
3: Uh, I want to see Incredibles two. I saw them make Leslie watch Incredibles one. She still hasn't seen it. Oh, okay. I got a good one. A um Incredibles. A guy meets
0: um meets this guy who wants to work with him and be his sidekick. But he humiliates him. And then later on in his superhero career, he comes back to um, humiliate him and defeat him and destroy, destroy him later on. Avengers? This, Iron Man 3. The story I, that happened before The Incredibles? I, 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 was, I was going for an Incredibles slash Iron Man 3. They both have the same story. <laughs> <laughs> they do.
3: It's almost the same. Point for point, the same. They're actually very similar. I, I think that's a, that was the point, O'Brien. Um, yeah, shut up. I got one. All right. A a man's wife is viciously murdered by a serial killer, and uh, as he gets, as time progresses, the the sad dad, uh, the sad dad, the dad is very upset. He's he becomes super protective of his son, worried that like his son might die just like his wife did. His son gets gets kidnapped by this by these men, and he has to travel across the world to find his son. Finding Nemo. Yeah! Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, here's one. So there are these, there are these two people. They both belong to, to different families, uh, opposing families, and they fall in love, but their love is forbidden, and so they decide to try and run away, but in the end, it kind of works out, and the families like each
0: other. Oh. Well, it's not Romeo and Juliet. That ending, ending doesn't Juliet. happen at the end. Um,
1: oh, wait. Invol- and there's a lot of ceramics.
0: Nomeo and Juliet. There you go. Oh. <laughs> uh, I heard Anna. you heard going- Oh. Anna, yeah. you want to take a stab at describing a movie badly and us trying uh,
2: to guess what it is? Okay, I can take, let's see... Um, there's a, a bunch of guys on a ship that are desperate trying. they're trying to get off and they have to get off using cats and then they have to make sure that they don't kill themselves when they get back on the ship again.
3: They're getting off on cats? This sounds oh. really yeah. dirty, Anna. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
3: Damn it. I think you win.
0: I think you win. What is it, Anna? Top, top gun. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. That's cats
3: i've never seen top tom... gun <laughs>
0: they, fly tom the cats. They, fly, they fly tom Tomcats. yeah mm-hmm. oh that was the best one dude that was really good
2: oh, by the way I, I
1: love top gun and you you totally got me because and i like the moment you said cat like and then you when you're like top gun i was like because they fly Tomcats.' <laughs> yeah no mm-hmm. so, never
2: seen top gun yeah? do you have anything going on that you would like to promote uh well, right now, I um, have a whole bunch of projects and everything is kind of in, in the, um, the, the flux. So I guess I, I can be selfish. I've been selfish all through this episode. So I promote my own patron saying that I've, I've, I've refocused my patron on my Greyhawk work. And, and so far, it's, it's done really well. So by Christmas, I will have a new updated, big update on my Flanese map. With uh, with the, I've gone over the terrain and stuff. It needed a facelift, a major facelift, and will come out in December for everyone. And my patrons will get it in bits and and stuff during the summer and fall.
0: Now we we haven't we we, we, we haven't had we didn't have you on before con season. Um, but do you have any con appearances coming up?
2: Hey, I have Gen Con is the next one.
0: Oh, Gen Con is the next one. We haven't. Yes. Oh, we haven't
2: gotten to Gen Con yet. Yeah. yeah. Gen Con. So you'll be yep. at Gen Con. Yes, I will be at Gen Con. Where, where will you be at the convention? So uh, I will be at you? the Lone Wolf development booth where they have Hero Lab and, and Realmworks. And I don't know the booth number yet, but that's where I will be the majority of time working there. Is
0: um, is um, Kobold Press going to have a presence at Gen Con?
2: Uh, they will have a presence in the game rooms. They run a lot of games and stuff, but I don't think they will have a booth. But they might have some some um, uh, seminars and there will definitely be a lot of Midgard games played. And if yes. you're going
0: to Gen Con, you can always go to the Paizo booth and buy Kobold
3: Press books. Yes. yes, hear who's going to be at Gen Con that's kind of a Well, I'm not so sure stir.
2: they sell them. They they might sell them in, in various places, but I'm not so sure about. That. I have to ask Wolfgang that.
0: Oh, I, I, yeah. From my history at Gen Con, they usually have it at the Paizo booth. But yeah, maybe
2: Paizo not. booth have Paizo booth have a lot of third party, and so and and hopefully they have some some uh, Press Price stuff too. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. What were you going to share, Anthony? I said, did you guys hear who is going to be at Gen Con that's kind of causing a stir? No. No. Uh, they invited Anita Sarkeesian. Who's that? Oh well, that's gonna be way too long of a story. I'll I'll, I'll explain it to you later.
0: Okay.
1: And hmm. that sounds familiar. I think.
0: I... Oh, is she the she the the woman game developer that kind of started
2: Gamergate? Uh, uh yeah, kind of. Yeah. She was the one that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I heard some controversy around that. Yep.
0: Okay. Good for all her. Right. I, <laughs> I I am I am one hundred percent okay with saying screw all those people.
2: I don't know yeah. what the controversy was, but yeah.
0: Oh.
1: Uh, um, you know, you so, know who's supposed to be at Gen Con? Hmm?
0: You know, who else is supposed to be at Gen Con? Ooh. Who
1: else is supposed to be at Gen Con? Critical Role.
0: Well,
3: oh, that's not surprising.
0: Cool. <laughs> I don't know if Glass Cannon Pod is going to be there. I haven't heard anything on their podcast. I've been I've been mostly listening to Androids and Aliens because I'm more into Starfinder
2: than I am Pathfinder right now. Yeah, they were at Pisocon, but I don't know if they're going to be. Oh, yeah. How was PaizoCon this year? It was good. Yeah, it was. It was. I didn't have a time to go around to to look at that many. I was a few seminars and and I was at the in the game room back and forth. And then we were in the hallway just outside of the game room at the Lone Wolf booth, just across from the where they'd run the 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 demos of Pathfinder Second Edition. Mm-hmm. And, but it was, it was great. It's always laid back and and lots of, of interesting people to talk to. So it's a lot of conversation in the corridors and, and everywhere and people socializing, having fun. So, so that way it's more laid back. You have a lot more time to talk to people than you do at Gen Con because then everything is over the top at Gen Con. Gen
0: Con, the big deal this year with Paizo is the
2: Pathfinder 2nd Edition playtest is coming out. Yes, that will be a huge thing at at Gen Con. I'm really waiting to get my hands on the PDFs so I can start running the playtest and and get my get myself yeah, yeah. immersed into it. You want to hear some? Contest.
0: You want to hear something that's gonna bum me all out? What? I completely yeah. missed Free RPG Day this year.
2: Yeah, me too. It I happened wish. during
0: my move, and I totally forgot, and I was totally bummed. It was my first Free RPG Day I've missed in like seven years. That's sad. I I missed because I was working. Does anybody have anything they wanna um um shout out or promote that they're into that they
3: wanna share? Anthony. Anything we're into that we wanna share? Yeah. You're you're currently into something pretty cool. My girlfriend? No. Ah <laughs> <laughs> no. Um well I mean, yeah, I've been watching Critical Role and then I'm also like super into forty K, but we know this. Uh I'm I'm gonna be like Trying to get some new stuff and painting up some demon guys. Michael, what what is the specific thing that you that you're saying I'm really into that I should critical talk role. about? Oh, well, yeah, Critical Role. Like, yeah, yeah
0: but, that'd be the fourth time it's come up.
3: <laughs> I am I am totally caught up on the campaign too now. I um I am on book ten of the Dresden Files.
0: Damn. To give the epic of wow. me reading the Dresden Files since Erica recommended them to me on the podcast.
3: See, no, I kind of want to read them now because like. They are really oh, good. It's not cool. They are really good, and they're very complicated. But I mean, if I was gonna like read a book series, I'd probably be reading the Horus Heresy.
1: That makes sense. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, for I I finally
0: looked them up, and for years I thought you were saying Horus Heresy, not <laughs> Horus <Horace> her- Heresy. <laughs> the Horus <Horace> Heresy.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a good book. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. They're, the both those book series sound really good Uh, the dresden files i'm really interested in yeah it sounds yeah it sounds they've um, been
0: really good they're they're just incredible and and every time um eric and i do a duo cast we're like oh my god dresden files oh my god (laughs) yeah it's it it's such a good series and i know um our um our biggest fan david theobald the third is into them too david theobald the third you say David Theobald III is
1: just so great. I mean, I, whenever I think of David Theobald III, he's just so, you know, awesome. Oh yeah. I asked I, him
0: to be on this episode, but he's in Vegas this weekend. Oh, no,
3: David Theobald III, why couldn't you be here? <laughs> David well, Theobald III?
1: The <laughs> oh, David Theobald III. You let I mean, us down, you, David you
0: Theobald
3: You guys are going to make sure he never
0: <laughs> listens to this podcast anymore by torturing him with his voice. Yeah, we, la- okay, we had to do it this one. Okay,
1: we had to just fair. do this one last that's time. We're just, hang on here. We're sorry, David. Theobald the, the third. third. <laughs> 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 yep. Oh, they're uh, terrible
3: people. Evil. And they're yep. sitting there going
0: like these guys are dicks. Michael, did you have anything?
1: Uh for me, I am in the middle of landscaping my backyard. I've spent the last I've been spent I'm like on day five of building a brick wall. Oh man. Yeah, I know that
0: made it so you couldn't be here last week. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Clones. Clones. That was the real reason. Clones had to be here. Uh, yeah, clones. Stabby, stab, make
1: stab, stab. Stabby, stab, make stab, stab. I had to, how many, uh, like, not only did you guys make me go clean up the dead bodies, but I also had to go and start culling the stock that we had in the vats because we were worried that they had the stabby gene. Well, guess what? It didn't work. Two more got stabbed the other day.
0: That's why you're building the wall, to hide all the bodies of the clones. What do you think I'm using for mortar?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is Mexico paying for the
1: wall? The Chinese and their wall have taught me anything. It's like, corpses make great mortar. Is Anthony, Mexico I just want to
0: point out that that was the most contrived Trump joke you have ever made on this podcast. Uh, Is Mexico paying for the wall? Yep, it was yeah. contrived. I don't care. Yeah. It's good. It's good anyway. All right, wrap us up, Michael. We we have we have officially gone off the rails. <laughs> We're off the rails on this crazy train.
1: But yes, oh, hang on. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm being told I have things I have to fix today. Uh. <laughs> so, but no, today I really enjoyed talking about uh, Lord of the Rings, especially with you, Anna. Uh, somebody who had to, well, had to. Somebody who read it in, in Swedish first, and then, in then English, and then read went back and read it in new Swedish. As messed up as that sounds, I'm sorry. <laughs> new no, Swedish. that was
2: thank you. <laughs>
1: so, but uh, it was a joy having you on today yeah i really i like i like anytime you come on the podcast Anna. it was it was wonderful thank you so much for having me oh yeah no problem uh today's topic was really good i had a lot of fun talking about it and uh can i say i've been your host special mikey along with me was super vegan brian goodbye nurse hindu anthony uh goodbye people we will miss you very much come back you too and fantasy cartographer anna meyer bye everyone and that was nerd podcast radio and as always stay nerdy stay informed and stay awesome
0: say goodbye michael anthony cut him off uh
1: what <laughs> stole my thing this <sighs> podcast